This is one of our uh, favorite services that we get to do uh, because we get the opportunity just to kind of pull back the veil a little bit and say this is how God was uh, working in us and what he's doing through us and uh, some of the, the things that, that you don't know um, and that, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't talked about, isn't, isn't shared except maybe amongst us. Uh, because of this friendship and relationship that we have with each other on a daily basis. Um, and so we, we thought it, it, it's good, healing, healthy, significant to just pull the veil back a little bit. And in five minutes, because I have a timer, um, just say this is, this is my experience uh, with God. This is my experience with the Savior. This is my experience with the Holy Spirit this year. Uh, and to give you because what I know is that though the details of the circumstances are different for each of us and each of you, there's a transcendency of who God is and what God does and the way God works in all of us. And so what I hope you hear is not just the details, what I hope you hear is the transcendence. And, and, that, and that, that's what you connect to. Because you may hear some, some part of our story is like, well, that's, you know, yeah, I wish it. I wish my. I wish that was my story. Or, yeah, I can't really. But don't get caught up in the details of it. Like get past that, and hear and resonate with the transcendence of God. You, you understand that? All right. So Jeff, you're going to be Good first morning. up. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you guys. Certainly with the worship stuff with all the tech stuff, with all the youth stuff, with all the helping me stuff. I'm getting nervous just hearing you say it. <laughs> love you and appreciate you. What do you got? Thank you, Carl. Love you too. Uh, Isaiah 55, chapter, uh, sorry, chapter 55, verse 8, starting there, says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So if you've been coming to church any amount of time, you probably just zoned out because you've heard that passage so many times. You're like, yes, I've heard it all before. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Um, but I wanted to kind of use that passage as sort of a recap of 2023 because that passage has really um, started to take on different meaning for me. Um, because I think if we're all honest, there's a lot of things about that passage that we like because, um, you know, it's, it sounds like, oh, God, you've got it figured out, and I don't have it figured out. But when it comes, see, I was talking to my wife, there's, there's the problem, and there's the solution, and what happens in the middle is where we get twisted sideways. Would you guys agree? All the how it fleshes out in all the details, and I think that's where that verse really gets twisted sideways for me, is because I like my ways. <laughs> there's a lot of things about my ways that I'm familiar with that are comfortable. You guys probably can relate. It's how you are. Some people love how you are. Some people cannot stand how you are. And so I, but, but at least I'm familiar with my ways. And so when a problem comes along, uh, it's <clears throat> me going, God, I, I want to do it my way because I've got it all figured out. And I know exactly how I would do it. And I know the quickest way to do it. And I don't know the most efficient way to do it. And God says, you're only seeing part of the picture. Um, so this time last year, we still had a junior high student. We don't anymore. She's in high school now. Uh, this time last year, we still had two of our daughters living under our roof. We don't anymore. Allie's moved out. She lives in Fresno. Um, 
this time last year, I believe we still had a youth pastor. We don't anymore. <laughs> um, and so a lot has changed, and in it all, it has been a challenge to remember that not only is that verse true, but that it's good. That mm. passage is true, but it's good. Mm. That God's ways, he's, he's working it out for good, and it's a lot of times not the way I would do it, but it's good. So it's 2023 for me. I appreciate it, Jeff. You, you still had about two minutes left, so I, you're transferring those to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Trisha has been on staff with us for quite a while, serving in our children's ministry alongside Kaylee. They kind of tag-teamed that together um, and doing a fantastic job, Trish, with your organization, with your eye for details and clarity. Um, and I love the way you love your God and your husband and your family and these kids. So thank you for being a part of this. Thank you. That's kind of what I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, since it's been a year since Kaylee and I have taken over children's, um, it's been an easy year to reflect. And for me, I've gotten to see a spiritual growth in me that I'm a leader, I'm a server. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, I found a growth and a new identity that being a part of something bigger is what I needed. And being a part of the children's and watching your guys' kids' faith grow impacts me. And I love that. Um, this summer, stepping up and helping Jeff and Jared with youth group and junior high. I have a junior higher and a high schooler. And I think it's so important as parents to um, be involved in your kids. And my kids have sacrificed, and it's not sacrificed, our theme for in the church is mission-minded over task-minded. And I bring that to the table a lot, that as a family, we are serving together. This is not just my job. Um, my kids have sacrificed holidays, mm -hmm. and it's not a sacrifice. It's a growth. And as a parent, watching your kids learn to serve at a young age mm. means the world. Mm. And I know these are baby steps. I can't look at them. <laughs> <laughs> To, I hope, the foundation that they will continue to see. And being a part of watching our youth here, the junior high and high school, we have a great youth program where I feel like it's feeling as a parent and almost like a call to other parents out there. If you're searching for something to fill a void, try coming to youth group and just sit back and watch. I never thought I could do that until Jared and Jeff invited me. I knew it could, but it's weird to volunteer yourself. But there's something so special about being a part of something bigger and watching God um, work his powers through it. Um, I looked up 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11 and said, each of you should use whatever gifts you have and receive to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace 
in its various forms. Do not be slothful in zeal, but reverent in spirit and serve the Lord. And that really this year, I think, defines me, that I learned to serve beyond serving me, but serving others. I appreciate that, Trish. Thank you. And one of the things that I love about this staff, and, and a lot of it goes for a lot of the lay leaders in our church too, but especially the staff, is that it's not an individual that serves this church, it's a family. I, I think of, and I'll get the same way that you do, Trish, <laughs> but when I, like, I know um, the sacrifice of not these people, but these families uh, and their dedication. Uh, and their commitment. Uh, I, 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 I want you all to know that I know. Uh, and I appreciate you and I appreciate your families. Because it's a, it's a family thing. It's, it's, this isn't one of those days you clock in and your time clock and you clock out. Uh, and so thank you and thank your families. Kaylee has, been, has stepped in as the, uh, the, the lead of our children's ministry. <laughs> Served under Miranda for a long time. Um, and now stepped into that role, working with Trisha, uh, um, but really taking the lead in that as well. And uh, leading your first harvest party and your first VBS all by My yourself first? this year. Oh gosh, a lot of the first. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. You are on. Okay. So when I I went back and I looked at the five good minutes from last year because I kind of wanted to see like where I was in that place. And when I had watched it, I was like, first of all, we were all in tears at this point last year, so I'm pretty okay <laughs> with me not crying at this point. But um, I went into 2023 with the word peace. And the definition of the word peace is, because I looked it up, a state of tranquility or quiet. And I think going into 2023, knowing that this was the first time that I was going to have my first harvest party, my first VBS, you guys, there is a lot of things that go on behind the scene that I wasn't even aware of. And so, like, going into this, I was like, there is no way that I'm going to be able to do this on my own. Because a lot of it, kind of like what Jeff said, is I've got my way. I got this. I know how this is going to work. But a lot of the peace I found from 2023 is knowing that I don't have it. I can't figure it out on my own. And so the peace came from knowing that God's got it. And I kept telling myself that. Like, if I started getting stressed or getting anxiety or anything like that, I just stopped, I prayed, and I said, God, you've got this. There is nothing that, I mean, I can prepare as much as I can, but there are obstacles that I am going to miss. And at the end of the day, God, like, you have it. There's other things that I'm not going to be able to see, but that's okay, I'm okay knowing that I did what I could with what you gave me. I tried my best. The rest is in your hands. And a lot of the peace in 2023 came from that. And so now going into 2024, I was praying about it. And I was like, God, like, it's 2024. Like, what's the word this year? And um, I found joy was the word. So now being in the peace and finding the joy in that peace, and joy is a state of happiness. Um, I was praying about it, and I was like, okay, God, like, joy, like, we're in the peace. We've got, like, I've got this with you. Like, it's totally 
your story that I am just a part of. Like, guide me through this. And now with joy, I was looking for a verse to kind of have, and I got to Romans 15, 13, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I saw that, and I was like, peace isn't done. Joy is continuing it. Mm. So now as I go into 2024 with knowing that I am just a part of God's grand story, whether it be here at the church or with my family or the community, like, it is just a part of the story to have peace and joy with God filling me with the Holy Spirit and knowing that this is his story that I get to be a part of. And so now as we go into 2024, I am so excited to see the peace continue, but now be filled with joy, knowing that there is a God that is writing this story for me. And now I have all these firsts under my belt that now I can go, okay, lessons learned. Thank you, God, for those. Let's take on this next chapter. That's awesome. Kaylee, thank you very much. Kaylee, joy is a perfect word for you because you are one of the most joyful people all the time. And sometimes um, it is a lot. It's a, it's a beautiful lot. Um, yeah, it's like a tigger. Um, but uh, because you work your tail off at Stone Creek and, and with complete joy in what you're doing for those kids and for the staff and your principal. Uh, and, and then you, then you come here and you work your tail off here. Uh, and it's never, it doesn't ever appear to be a drudgery and like, there's always joy in you. So thank you for emulating that for me. Heather has been on staff for how many years? 11, 11 11 years. Um, and, uh, start out doing just a lot of administrative stuff, but now she is really my right hand. Um, uh, handles all the executive stuff for the church, all the executive stuff for the Maywood Center. It deals with everything from databases to leases um, for the church and for our, our tenants, as well as all everything that I do outside of the church with Excel, with travel, with uh, church planners that we invest in. Absolutely my right hand. It's a joy. You're going to make me cry going into it. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your thing. Thanks. <laughs> Man, I said, this is my year. I wasn't going to cry. Um, so I have to tell you guys that I had something planned. And then when I got here this morning, I started getting prompted the whole time I was here. And if you uh, have ever felt that feeling of, I was just so uncomfortable. So I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be his words as I was panicking in the kitchen earlier, <laughs> trying to figure out what exactly that he wanted me to share today. Um, so um, what I was going to talk about is this year, unfortunately, I've been quite a Martha this year. I really identify with her. Um, I get so focused on the things I need to do that sometimes I don't have the joy in what I'm doing because I miss sometimes the mission, and get focused on the task. Um, And that this year, God has continued to pursue after me and pursue after me and uh, present these situations and all kinds of uncertainty this year um, that 
I now get to see as opportunities to continue to grow in my relationship with him. Opportunities to honor him, to add to my testimony. Um, that there's just, uh, man, dang it. There's just a lot that's really, it's all out of my control. And, um, and he's got me, and I know that. Um, don't hand me a tissue. I'm not giving in. <clears throat> okay. Um, and um, that things don't go always the way that I would like them to go or the way that I see them going. And, um, but God is just as good in the valleys as he is on the mountaintops. And that um, it's a joy to, and it's an honor to get to experience those things because it draws me closer to being like Jesus. That it gives me an opportunity to see a glimpse, little glimpse of what he has sacrificed for us and what he does for us on a daily basis. Um, that I can handle things not going my way. And um, the uncertainty, This I'm looking forward to 2024, and there is a lot of like, how's that going to go? Um, and it's going to be okay. It's all, I, I said that this morning. It's all going to be okay, and it's going to be good because God is already there. He's already in those moments that I'm starting to get a little leery of. Um, and, oh man, I can see through my tears. Okay. Um, we can look at things in life as um, things that just happen to us or as the opportunity to show our faith and see God's work in and through our lives. That's what came to me while I was standing in the kitchen. And that um, what I was going to talk to you about today is that all my comfort and my safety comes through God. I can't try and find that in the worldly stuff. I can't try and find that in knowing Madison's going to live at home forever. She's not. <laughs> um, you know, I... <laughs> um, but I need to know and have comfort in God that he's got her too. He's got it all. And that he is my safety. Um, and that when I continue to draw closer to him and not be distracted by all the things that, some of it, I'll be honest, is stuff that Satan has just, oh, he's been real good at distracting me this year with the busyness. And I think we can all be guilty of that, of just losing sight of what we're supposed to focus on. So I feel like this year, God has really been pursuing me. Um, and man, he got a hold of me today and said, nope, you're not talking about any of that anymore. Um, but the verse that came um, to me when I opened up my Bible was uh, Psalms 119.50. My comfort and my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. Um, and I'm going to be working this year on having an even if mentality. Mm. Even if. Mm. What I think is the worst happens. Or okay, God's got me. He's got my family. Dang it. <sighs> even if. Thank you, Heather. Mm -hmm. After over a decade of working with you, Heather, the growth that I've seen in you moving from someone who was so overly preoccupied with your own control and motivated by fear, become uh, a, a woman that completely loves and trusts your husband and his leadership and relinquishing that to him because you've relinquished 
yourself to the leadership of the Heavenly Fathers. Awesome. I'm proud of you. Um, we had all three of our sons together with Miranda and our two grandsons at home for a week over Christmas. And I, I told a few people this. I walk in my house and it is completely trashed <laughs> in the most beautiful way possible. Um, but it's just a mess. And I've grown accustomed to a clean home. We can, our carpet will have the vacuum lines in it for two weeks and not get messed up. And I'm looking at this thing that has occurred. And my mind went immediately to Proverbs 14.4. Where there are no oxen, the stable is clean. But the strength of the oxen brings abundant harvest. I can have a clean house if the oxen aren't home. I'll take the oxen. Um, and it was a moment for me just to stop and reflect for a little bit um, on my three sons. And now, of course, with Miranda and the two grandkids, but on my oxen. Um, and look in at the beginning of 23, uh, 2023, not knowing what their future was going to be. Um, and, and as 2023 unfolded, and you parents understand, your kids go through seasons, and sometimes those seasons they go through are feel apparent with anxiety because of the unknown. Um, and, and so um, I, I want to show, I, I got one slide. Bring that slide up, will you please, Tom? This is what I realize. And as a Christ follower, we're most certain about the ultimate when we're the most uncertain about the immediate. I want that to sink in a little bit. Because when we are so uncertain about the immediate, we're drawn to the ultimate. That God is sovereign and he's in control. Not just of my life, but of my kids' lives. And when their immediate was so uncertain, that it caused uncertainty in shells in my immediate, we were drawn to the certainty of the ultimate, that God is a big God and he's in control. We went into this year, and this was our first full year of Joe and Miranda and our grandsons, Miles and Waylon, living in South Dakota without us. I'm not a good long-distance grandpa. I don't like it. Um, it's been hard. It was, it was celebratory when they left. It's been hard having them gone. Joe's graduated with his master's. Um, they are good. They're confident. They're, it's, it's really, really good. But there's just uncertainty when... When we're going to be together again, I'm supposed to coach Miles in football. And there's just uncertainty in the immediacy. Our youngest son, Wyatt, spent his first full year making his way in Denver. And he is confident and successful and happy. And he is independent and strong and doing great. 
but I'm supposed to get to be with him more. And there's uncertainty about his future. How's this whole thing going to wrap? Like, how are we... And then my middle son, Caleb, went through a ton of loss this year in all good things. Finished his master's, no more school. He's never not been a student. Played his last football game. He's never not been a football player. All his friends moved to all kinds of different parts of the country. Doesn't have any friends. And, and doesn't have a job. Like, every, there was... Everything about his life that was so structured and so set and so pre-planned was now gone. And he was ne- he's never been at more peace than in those moments of uncertainty. He, 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 he developed this intimacy with Jesus that he had never developed before. These profound moments of solitude with his Savior that has made him stronger, more confident, more at peace and happier than ever before in his life through all this loss. It's just been amazing. But swirling around all this is is uncertainty of the immediate stuff. When's our next family vacation? When's our next? And in the midst of the uncertainty and the immediacy, I have been drawn to the certainty of the ultimate. That God is still on the throne. He's still a good God, and he's got everything planned. And I'm drawn to Romans 8.28. Pull that verse up, please. For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. There are some things the Bible says, especially in 1 Thessalonians 4, that we should know. We should know stuff about the rapture, about spiritual warfare, about spiritual gifts. But there's one thing in Scripture we do know. For we know, we know that in all things, God works for good. It doesn't mean that everything is good, but it means that he works all the things together for good. As I look at my kids' lives, it doesn't feel good that they're in three different states. As I watch my sons navigate difficulties in their lives. It doesn't feel good that they go through difficulty. But what I know in the uncertainty of the immediate is the ultimate that God works all those things together for good. And because of that, I've realized two things. That I no longer have to legitimize ignorance nor emotion. Because in the midst of the unknown, there is the, the ignorance of the, of the future creates stress in me. Because I don't know what's coming. I don't know how it's going to end up. I don't know how it's going to pan out. And my ignorance of the future creates anxiety. And my emotion in the immediate unknown creates fear and doubt. And I'm learning that I do not have to legitimize either of those. Ignorance of the future 
and my feelings about it. And what I have, what I'm learning to do is subject my response to my ignorance of the future, not knowing the future, and my emotion in the moment, to subject that to the truth of what I do know. And so I don't have to be a victim to responding to stimuli. Now I choose to draw myself back to what I know, that my God will work all these things together for the good of me because I love him. And I am called to his purpose. And I know that my God will work all things in Joe's life and Miranda's life and in Miles and Waylon's life and in Caleb's life and in Wyatt's life for good for them because they love him and they are called according to his purpose. And so I've been able to sort this out in 2023 that allows me more than I used to be able to go into times of uncertainty when I just don't know with a peace that passes understanding because of what I do know, with a confidence and an assurance because of what I do know. There's a lot I don't, but there's one thing I do, and that is Romans 8.28. One of the things I'm learning to do is get up every morning and check in my Bible to make sure that that verse is still there. And so far... It's always been there. And so I know. And I know. And I know that I know. That because I love my God, he will work all things together for my good as I'm called according to his purpose. And because I know my God, he'll do the exact same thing in my wife's life and in my son's and my daughter-in-law and my other two sons' future wives and their children. And that gives me an incredible peace going into a year. Because you and I both know there are a lot of unknowns in 2024. Right? There's a lot of turmoil in this world. There's a lot of stress in our families. There's a lot of unanswered questions. There's a lot we would love for God to let us in on the details. But he refuses to do that because he wants us to know that we know all things. Caleb's future, all things. Miles and Wayland's future coach, all things. Wyatt, all things. All things together for good. So even if, all things. So in the midst of the uncertain and the unknown, I could have joy because of And the work that becomes overwhelming and asks a lot of our families, all things. And when Hill, those plans are not what I would plan, right? All things. 
it's important that you know what you know. And that you know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I want to invite you to love God and put yourself in a position for him to work all things together for your good as you're called according to his purpose. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love that loved you and chose you before you could ever love him back. He loves you. There's nothing you could do that would make him love you more. There's nothing you could do that would make him love you less. He loves you and is willing to work in your life as he is in mine, all things together for good, for those who love him. So that was 2023. I'm excited for 2024. We have no idea what's going to happen. Way back in the day when I was young, they, they always encouraged leaders to work on their 10-year plan. And then people started realizing 10 years is way too long. Let's shorten it to five. And then they quickly moved from a five-year plan to a three-year plan. And now they finally realize, let's just not make any plans at all. <laughs> And so the new thing now is, is let's work on a six-month fluidity idea. <laughs> um, and so my, I'm excited for the fluidity of the next six months and the six months after that um, for what God's doing in this church. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for inviting your huddles. Thank you for your trusting of the Father. Thank you for your reliance upon his mercy and his grace. Thank you for not being judgmental. Thank you for chasing judgmental, self-righteous people to other churches where they belong. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your maturity. Thank you for sticking with Jesus and sticking with us. Thank you for understanding that this is a kingdom thing, not an earthly thing, and that we're called to eternity, not the temporal. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. You need to know, I'll stack you all in this church up against any church. Um, I have such pride for you. I'm so proud of you. Godly pride. Paul says that, you know, what do I take pride in? I take pride in you. And I'm so proud of you. And so let's get after 2024 with great joy, huh? Knowing that God is in control. If you haven't jumped on board with him, man, I don't know what you're waiting for. Ain't nothing better. Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've always loved us. Thank you that you're faithful to continue to move and to work. Thank you that you're patient with us and our failures. That you are patient with us 
when we lose perspective. Thank you that you are patient and kind in the midst of our own anxiety, when we get overwhelmed with life, when we get worried, when we don't submit. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you that your mercy has withheld from us what our sin deserves. And thank you for your grace that gives us favor and blessing that is unmerited and undeserved. We choose this day to know that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. Father, we love you. Help us love you more. Call us according to your purpose. And allow us, Holy Spirit, to live with the confidence, the joy, the release, the peace, the purpose, the power, the serenity, and the surety that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. We bring our emotion and our ignorance into submission to the certainty of your word. We leverage your word against our own insecurity. And we apply your name over every aspect and element of our lives. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done in 2023. Thank you that you're unchanging and for what you will do in 2024. Thank you for this church. I pray that those whose lives are centered on your kingdom, that your hand would be strongly in favor of them. Remember us. Turn your positive attention and activity towards us as you do for your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.